tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Ash vs. Evil Dead fans. Welcome back to After Buzz TV. And tonight we are talking about Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 1, Episode 9, Bound in Flesh. If you guys haven't already done so, please go to iTunes to rate, leave a comment. Maybe we'll give you a shout-out on the show. And if you guys want to follow along with tonight's episode, we are going to be using the hashtag ABTV. Evil Dead. <laughs> Let me introduce my fantastic panel to my left, Lex Michael. Hi, yes, that is me. I'm all over social media at the Lex Michael, and this delicate swing is entirely involuntary. <laughs> I can't help it. Elena Jordan. Hi, I'm Elena Jordan, and I just got to point out that this intro is so smooth. Yes. I love it. Oh, by the way, you can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at that Elena Jordan girl. Emma Fife. That's me, Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet, everywhere Emma Fife's are sold, at Emma Fife. <laughs> I feel like this is like a talk radio show. I love it. I like where NPR, like, soon we'll be yeah, talking about sweaty balls. Yeah. Your voice balls. is cutting like a hot knife through butter <laughs> or a chainsaw through a dead eye. Ah, yes. And I'm your host, Megan Salinas, and you guys can... Oh, this song is done. Oh. <laughs> you guys can tweet it. I can shut go. Yeah. Okay, there we go. No, there it is. <laughs> you guys can tweet at me at the Manglin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have to stop. That yeah. was a fun intro. Um, yeah, so this is the penultimate episode of the first season. A lot of stuff went down. To, um, I wanted to say on that tonight's episode. Couple, tonight. couple nights ago. <laughs> couple nights ago. We want to thank you guys on the live chat for being with us. Uh, because yeah. I didn't think we were going to get anybody on the live chat because of the holidays. I and know, and we kept changing the day, and it was a whole thing. Yeah, and- so we want to apologize for the scheduling snafu, but thank you guys who are watching yeah, live. Seriously. Solidarity and- is heartwarming. Big thank you to Cameron Holland, who just said, yep, this episode deserves a full table. Oh, yeah. We agree. Mm-hmm. So we're all here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aww. And I'm not going to lie, I am very happy that all four of us are here. I am yes. too. So, yeah. Me too. Very, very happy. And I also want to give a special Twitter shout out to Paul White, who had been tweeting at us because he's like in the UK. Oh, yeah. And wanted to like watch us live, but it's like a ridiculous it's like time of night. It's like four in the morning. For him. And yeah. So when he catches this the next day, uh, Paul, we were we thinking like of you. you. We were thinking of you. <laughs> Anywho, so this episode, I gotta say, initial thoughts on this episode, because again, lots going on. Mm-hmm. Got a lot to unpack before we wrap up the season. Yeah, definitely. It Okay, so I, we all had some issues with the previous episode. I didn't have those issues with this no. episode. No. I will say this episode definitely did a lot to redeem itself. It was much more on tone. I think basically what what I sort of learned from the difference between the last episode and this episode is that this show, something this show does really, really well is that 
horror comedy line, it does that a little bit better than like the full on horror and feelings that it was dealing with in the last episode. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and again, it makes sense because if you look at the films themselves, the first one tried to be yes. a horror movie. And kind of missed the mark in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. In, to the point where it was inadvertently funny. Right. And when they embraced that, that's when we got Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. And, which is a masterpiece. Oh, <laughs> Evil Dead 2 is amazing. It's amazing. Um, and, and I also think that something this series does really well, that Evil Dead 2 also did really well, was it remained scary. Despite the fact that if I had to call it one thing, I would call it a comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I mean, yeah, there's those big ambiance scenes of, like, the rocking chair just yeah. rocking back and forth when there's no one in the oh, room. Oh, man, that one shot that they had where it looked like the moon, but then it focuses in and you see that it's the light in the cabin and then goes into yeah. the door. I was like, God, the cinematography on this episode yeah. is, like, zing. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so good. I, I will say this episode felt to me like maybe the evil deadiest episode <laughs> yeah. since, since the pilot. And there were some things in this episode that for me rank among the uh, most fun stuff, not just in the series, but maybe the entire franchise. Yeah. And there's specific things that I can point to. I don't know how quickly we want to jump into specifics of what happened, but um, uh, meat, meat, yeah. meat puppets come to mind immediately. <laughs> oh, 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 that <laughs> Which was so I disturbing. too, because Emma had pointed out that the Necronomicon, this time they, they actually <clears throat> used practical effects. It yeah. was a puppet. Yes. And I just thought having that mirrored with the fake mouth puppet. Yes. I was like, this is the puppetiest episode. Yeah. <laughs> Puppety is. Like Evil Dead does like the Muppets or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's something that I very much appreciated because it, I feel like so many films feel like they need to use CGI when you don't necessarily have to. Yeah. To the point where even when you take the time to make animatronics, they'll paint CGI all over it. Sure. And, yeah. um, like, I, I think of, like, the, the 2011 version of The Thing, where they actually did commission animatronics and then said, screw it, and made it CGI, and it looked worse than yeah. the animatronics. So it could have been so, they could have easily done, like, a fa- oh, like a both, uh, like a fake looking CGI. Yeah, they absolutely could have. have. Yeah, it could have had sort of a cartoony face. And I feel like it would have looked about as convincing as Eli the iguana <laughs> with teeth. talking right, with teeth. Right? Um, so I'm very glad that they decided to go with the puppetry route. Absolutely. Yeah. Even yeah. if it does look like it's hold, it's being held up with strings when it's like floating well, around the room. I still really like that the book has like a fish mouth. <laughs> It's like one of those little robot bass that you hang on the wall. <laughs> Which I love too because the book is bound in human flesh, so that means somebody for all of eternity is stuck going <laughs> Which is just like a double F you. Yeah, it's true. Don't face for the rest of eternity. Yeah. He just has to derp for forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't even burn the book. Yeah, there's so much you can't do. Um, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and dive right into this episode because if um, I will say that it was good that they wrapped it up quickly because they could have dragged it out. But I did want a little bit more of Evil Ash. Of Evil Ash, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I was sort of on the fence about that, but the scene 
where Kelly and Pablo were deciding which Ash was the real well, Ash, and the payoff at the end of it was so good. Yeah. And I'm really glad they didn't it. drag out the whole, is Ash telling the truth? Right, like, right, right. Yes. Is he crazy? Did I enjoyed that as well. Amanda? I like that, like, as soon as they left the room, boom, it's the two of them. So there's absolutely no question mm, exactly. as to whether or not Ash is telling the truth mm-hmm. when they came in. Yeah. yeah. Because that, the opening shot, ugh. Uh, just seeing Amanda's dead body was like that thing that we were really uh, upset about last week. Here it is, here again. It is guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. She's still dead. <laughs> but um, that does bring up an interesting question, and I'll, I'll bring it up when when we get to talking about it. But yeah, this scene with because uh, we were theorizing last week that if if the decision were up to Kelly, she'd just shoot them both. Right, exactly. Pablo, he's, you know, he's going to be going back and forth. Yeah. I didn't anticipate that the both of them, that the dialogue in this episode was going to be that hilarious. Yeah, it, oh my gosh, this scene was so, so funny. And I, and I just loved... Kelly and Pablo's deductive reasoning for figuring yes. out which one was actually Ash because it made total sense. <laughs> you are racist. I'm subtle, but not so not subtle against Asians. Yeah, yeah. And then he says Jeez. something racist <laughs> immediately yeah. after and you're like, oh, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I? <laughs> and then I also love, too, that Kelly is like, well, we knew it was you because that's the easy way out. We knew that that's the one that you would take. <laughs> right. Right. Thanks and, for saving me and also being dicks, yeah. guys. Well, like, and <laughs> that the only person you would ever lay your life down for is you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I actually like that, um, you know, when they bring up that, you know, he's the cause of all this again. And he actually said something. I mean, it was dumb, but at the same time, it was like, it was oddly poetic. <laughs> it's just like, you live in the past, you hurt your future. It was like, wow, like you're Profound. dodging, you're dodging yeah. the blame. But you actually have a point there. You just are waiting for him to be like, and also boobs at the end. Right. So it sounds like Ash. Like you're just like, alright. Yeah, you're waiting for the kicker where it's like, yep, that was Ash. Um, but I, I do want to say that even though I would have liked more evil Ash, I mean, what we, he's not necessarily 100% gone, because if we remember from uh, Ash versus uh, the Army of Darkness, I was called the Evil Dead. Yeah. That's the title of the show. But if we remember from Army of Darkness, um, he takes he dispatches his evil clone very quickly and his clone comes back very much worse for wear. Yes, yeah. yes he does. So yeah. even though and and was actually dispatched in a very similar fashion, <laughs> literally <laughs> shotgun to the face yeah. and then yeah. being chopped up. So I wouldn't necessarily rule out that Evil Ash is gone for good. He might come back. I was going to say, I actually think I might be more surprised if he doesn't come yeah. back. <laughs> Just like actually, he didn't go anywhere. We see he's decapitated, but he doesn't destroy the actual head even. So it's like, right. okay, well, if you can come back from a shotgun to the face, you can definitely just reassemble well, and, all your bits. Yeah, and also, I mean, you know, one of the, the big sort of themes that they touched upon with in this episode with, the, you know, Sotha Ruby was saying is that you... Like, you can kill the body that the evil inhabits, but the evil doesn't go away. Yeah, no, it'll always come back. Yeah. My concern in that situation would be the hand was able to grow an entirely new ash. Not that I necessarily think this is where right? they're going, but you didn't get rid of the pieces. You that's, just made a yeah, lot of true. pieces. That's just an evil like ash army. army. No, like the little tiny ashes running around. <laughs> but, but, to your, but to your point, Lex, you're right. Like, his... 
severed hand grew another full size yeah. ass. What's to say the rest of his severed not body parts can't do the same? Six or seven full grown evil Make ashes. Make a bonfire, buddy. Like, this <laughs> is your first rodeo. If there is anything left of the evil ash body, you're not doing it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> getting together assembled ash so that unassembled ash doesn't physically get it together yeah. and then attack you round two. I was going to say, uh, I again, I don't necessarily approve of puns, but there was a lot of good wordplay from Kelly in this episode. There was. And I was watching this, I was like, Elena must love this episode. <laughs> I thought of you when I rewound it and watched it over and over. What, like Choklahoma, Choklahoma City? Choklahoma City and Diami <laughs> was so good. They're taking the midnight train to Philadelphia. I just love we see more and more of Kelly becoming like Ash. Yeah. yeah. Well, and what I really appreciated about this episode, we we only got because from this opening scene and then in the dialogue that follows before they split up, we really do see how much of a team they really mm-hmm. are. That they, they are. Really become. Well, and and I mean because Ash very specifically says he's like, "All right, you're going to take them to the city nearby." But then you gotta come back because I need you. You have to mm-hmm. book it back. Yeah. Here because I need you. Yeah. And he's book never. Book it. S- <laughs> Unintentional pun. Oh, Sorry. boy. <laughs> <laughs> this after show is over. <laughs> <laughs> well, great talking to you guys. <laughs> it's um, been fun. No, um, but yeah, it shows. He's. I don't think he's ever said that he's needed anyone before. I don't think no. so either. Like, yeah. Yeah, and so that's a very, like, Again, they just kind of glossed over it because there's a lot to do and there's a lot going on. But that's a big character moment for yeah, him. Yeah, sure. Even, I, oh, go okay. ahead. Okay, no, even something as small and slash not quite so small as the fact that he got personal information about them that he bothered to remember. <laughs> like the fact that little Pablo's best friend was a cat called Notorious C.A.T. or that Kelly punched a nun. Yes. <laughs> None deserved it. Yeah, it was self-defense. <laughs> um, you know, I thought it was kind of funny because I was scrolling through Instagram before I watched this episode, and somebody made a picture of Pablo, like, covered oh, in blood, holding oh, a notorious CAT. <laughs> I love that. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm sure I'll get it. <laughs> I'll I'll later. the episode. Yeah. Oh, so cute. It just yeah. makes me love Pablo even more. I'm like, you're sweet, you're cute, and you love cats? <laughs> just be real. Just be a real like this, person. I feel like this was a good episode for Pablo, though. It like, it, it, in, and uh, in, in the last episode, too, where Pablo's like, really coming into his own as kind of like a hero, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I Because, I mean, you know, and some of it was him motivated by being like, I want to protect this cute blonde girl that seems to have a thing for me, but I really liked the confrontation between he and Kelly mm-hmm. when yeah. he was like, uh, so uh, Heather says that you said I have a girlfriend. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I did say that. Because she doesn't deserve you. And yeah. then later, when he's talking about Ruby, and he's like, she smells nice. She doesn't smell that nice. It's like, yeah. all right, calm down, Kelly. Pick one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want Paula or not? Well, again, it... I, I totally get the the whole little brother thing um, because when my little brother was in high, got into high school and called me and said he had a girlfriend, I'm like, who is she? I know what? I know she's not good enough for you. Yeah. So I get the whole little brother thing, but because they're not actually brother and sister, and he clearly likes her, you want them to get together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But whether or not their relationship can ever be that way, she brings up a really good point. Now and again, she's obviously using this as an excuse, right? But now's not really a good time to hook up with anybody, as 
sadly we saw with Amanda, yeah. life expectancy, you know, life comes and goes yeah. when you're in this situation. Totally. I do have to say going off of the Amanda mm. thing, the quintessential Ash moment where he's like, don't worry, I'll protect your modesty while I'm chopping you into pieces. Well, maybe oh. one last little one. <laughs> yeah. That's like, don't check out her dead body. What's oh. wrong with you? Yeah. Oh. I was like, not not to get off topic, is anybody else hearing like an ominous buzzing? Yeah. And okay, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, am I going crazy? Are sure that the deadites are surrounding yes. the studio? Yeah, we're getting... entirely sure. Okay. <laughs> it's the Necronomicon. Yeah. I assumed it was the air conditioner coming on and that that was causing a hum because I didn't want to believe that dead I think it's the entire studio. studio going, hmm. That was a good point. Yes, I can <laughs> Wanting to contribute to the this discussion. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, yep. There it is. Yep. Yes. Oh. I gotta say, Duke Chronic just won the chat with Pablo got the Facebook. Uh, oh. Oh. Get out. That's I really love you, Duke Chronic. A, we can be best friends. That was actually another thing that they uh, talked about in. So if you watch Ash vs. Evil Dead on Stars Play, they always have like a little behind the scenes thing afterwards. And one of the things that they were talking about creating the, you know, the Necronomicon mask for Pablo, which of course we see the book like go on his face at the end of the episode. Yeah. And, it, and they're talking about how like anytime you're working on an Ash versus Evil Dead kind of show, anytime the makeup artist comes up to you and is like, we need to cast your face. Yeah. <laughs> you, you always have a moment of being like, I'm gonna die. Or I'm <laughs> just gonna be a deadite. <laughs> because that's usually so what they would need to cast your face for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I do want to say that when it came over and like overtook his face, right? It took me right back to being a little kid. And do you guys remember like the first time you watched the Jim Carrey version the, the of mask. The Mask? Yes. And uh Edward, you know, he puts on the mask for the first time, and it's actually genuinely frightening. Oh, yeah, 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 and totally. I, yeah, I just, like, it took me right back to that moment, because it even looked very similar to that whole thing. And, yeah, it, it was, like, it's always funny when, like, something small like that just takes you right back to childhood, and yeah. you're like, I remember that, and that was scary. Ugh. I had the exact same reaction to it that you did. And since we're talking uh, about Pablo's new face, what was the what was the Brujo's medallion supposed to do? Because I don't think it did it. <laughs> was it supposed I don't to protect know, man. him? Like I'm pretty sure it was supposed I, to protect him. <laughs> yeah, but also we saw what happened to uh, it, when somebody's like, "Oh, let me give you this protection." Talisman, and then also buy. It's like, I don't believe anything that you just gave me. It clearly didn't work for you. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, he, he certainly didn't keep him from getting killed. No. But it clearly has, and, and we saw it, um, we, we saw it when they were, you know, just hanging out in Ash's trailer, but he clearly, like, this thing clearly has a connection to the Necronomicon. Maybe it wasn't meant to be protective. Maybe Pablo's uncle got it wrong, and that like they're actually what? kind Not, of one of the nobody gets anything wrong <laughs> show. or yeah. maybe it was meant to protect against the Necronomicon but not necess- but after this passage was read it inadvertently caused something bad to happen. Like he's marked. In yeah. yeah. I want to believe that like Pablo's uncle was like legit looking out for him yeah. and and ultimately I think that there might be some good purpose behind the medallion, and I and 
but it remains to be seen. <laughs> I, I guess at this juncture, it's important to note that maybe the only thing the Brujo really did effectively was give Ash drugs. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it gave him the idea to go back to the cabin and bury the book, you know? But I love that Ruby flat out is like, like, so your whole plan came from your bong hit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I didn't smoke it, I drank it. <laughs> that makes it so much better. Yep. It's like, your vision was stupid. <laughs> before we get in, uh, before we get to talking about Ruby, uh, let's let's talk about because yeah, they were taking this little hike to get to town with those silly, silly tourists. Oh, uh, man, those hikers. The, yeah, the, the cannon fodder, as, yeah. as we called them yeah. last episode. There um, were some nice parallels though with the uh, the girls in this group though because uh, the one girl. Uh, gets no. It was it was just it was just Heather when uh, when she got pursued into the woods and they were attacking her and she got her stomach slashed like Shelly and then she got like the the tree through her leg like Linda with the pencil in her ankle. Uh, um, <laughs> I have to say, props to Heather for not going for the entire episode. It's like, true. I, I'm like, I just watched my friends get violently killed and turned into puppets from your no. weird freak friend who then. <laughs> Put my bone through my skin, and everyone's like, "Calm down, Heather." Yeah, <laughs> no, and, and when she screams out in pain, yeah. like not not out of fear, she screams out <laughs> in literal pain because her bone is literally sticking out of her leg. Yeah, I, like Ruby's like, "Really? Ugh, you have to do that now?" And it's like. Dude, no. you can survive being exploded. Like, I don't think I know. you have any right to talk when it comes to, like, bodily injury. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. Sorry not everybody can phoenix it and just rise out of the ass. Rise out of the ass. Looking gorgeous, BT. I know, right? She literally entered well, the episode from the sky. Yeah. That was amazing, by the way. Like, I, <laughs> I told you, I'm not Xena. I'm Lucy Lull. <laughs> just flew in. Yeah. Uh, it was great. But, yeah. Yeah, but, I really liked when Ruby came to their rescue, and she really did. She just appeared out of nowhere. Did anybody else hear the Xena cry in their head when oh, it yeah. happened, though? Because listen, Xena appeared from the sky pretty frequently. So, I'm talking away. But with with Dead Eyed Amanda, and it's it's funny because I I like in some ways I kind of anticipated that she was going to be coming back as a Dead Eyed, but in other ways I thought they would have taken care of it. Like as soon as it happened, that they would have, you know been able to put her to rest right, so right. that we didn't have a Linda scenario. Yeah. And that wasn't the case. She no. came back and and pursued. And I thought it was interesting too that she didn't confront Ash right away, but yeah. went after Pablo and Kelly. Yeah. That that again was a very interesting tactic. And I don't I want know. to say that the Deadites are strategic, but they can be. But they be. can be. They yeah. absolutely can be. And and you know, um and we saw a little bit of what you, well, we've talked about this a lot on the show that the, the Deadites are so much scarier than sort of your run-of-the-mill zombie because they still retain the memories of their human life and they play on people's emotions. Mm -hmm. So that when Ruby comes to their rescue in the woods and she goes to confront, you know, Deadite Amanda, Pablo, and she's saying something to, I don't remember exactly what the line was that she said to Ruby, but Pablo's like, don't listen to her, she's lying, because, you know, they now know. Ash did this to me. Yeah! Yeah, which is exactly what Ruby wants to hear. Yeah. Because she's been, quote-unquote, cleaning up his messes mm-hmm. all this time. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that definitely played into... And then turning back... And here's here's a question, and I, I'm pretty, pretty sure that the answer is no. It's just straight up no. But after a person is killed and then turned into a deadite, 
Is there any chance of being saved? We I don't have power power no. We have a precedent for this in Army of Darkness because Sheila turns and then turns right. back at the end. But, but we don't she know wasn't if we can. Killed. Yeah, yeah, she didn't die she first. Was just she was, that's yeah. true. So if she becomes unpossessed, she still has like that giant oh. hole through her body. And that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So that would be. But I'm wondering if like when a did I and again feel free to chime in, guys, because I'm like I said, I'm pretty sure the answer is no. That once you're dead, you're dead. Um, I think so, but, but like mm-hmm. when when you're reanimated by a dead eye, is there any chance for redemption after that, or are they literally just pouring you puppets just into yeah. your dead puppet. corpse? Yeah. yeah, I my inclination is if you die and then become a dead eye, if you become un dead id you're just dead. You're just dead. <laughs> I would think so. That but your redemption also, is just resting. You get to die peace. now. We know yeah. that biology and physics mean nothing to the <laughs> this dead is true. because your hand can just go through a skull and it, like yeah. that's fine. There's no injury. So yep. it's like, well, I mean, I could see potentially that they're like, in this world we have created we all know that you love Amanda because everyone does mm-hmm. as they should. Uh, so now she's whole again. Like I could definitely see them doing that again. Like I, I'm pretty sure that the chances are exceedingly remote. But yeah. I'm wondering if maybe that's why, just from a storytelling perspective, mm-hmm. they had her run from the cabin because maybe there is still a chance that the power of love could save her. But I highly, <laughs> yeah, I highly yeah. just yeah. dumb and dumbering it. Now. I know. We're like, so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. And I feel dumb for even bringing it up. Yeah. But it is something that is in the back of my mind, yep. and I'm like. Well, I, I kind of want to talk about it, yeah. but like at the same time, I know that the answer is no. Yeah. It's a good place to keep it, so yeah. Amanda can grab it quickly. Yeah, just rip it right out of your skull and, <laughs> and create a meat puppet. And ventriloquist yeah. act, which, let's be honest, needs some work. Mm. Yeah. She's really got to work on the whole throwing her voice thing. I will say, though, I mean, the actual dialogue of, I love you, I love you, that's, you know, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what was in there, Kiss, mind. kiss, kiss. <laughs> I was just, the, the meat puppets uh, made me think about the, the hikers that they previously were. I loved when they showed up at the cabin and Ashes and Pablo's excuses for why there were dead animal bodies in there. They're like, we're, we're veterinarians. <laughs> really unconventional veterinarians. <laughs> Kelly's like, or we could just be hunters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're really bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> We're really bad vets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so let's let's get to talking about Ruby. Yeah. AKA oh man. Oh a man. Dark one. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, it was written by the Dark One. As we remember from yes. our history <laughs> that Lionel gave us a couple episodes ago. Yes. <laughs> it was written by the Dark Ones. Uh, Necronomicon Ex Mortis, and I could go into the rest yes. of the musical, but I'm gonna <laughs> But but yeah, like I we all knew that Ruby wasn't on the up and up, that you know, somebody who could just phoenix themselves uh, back into existence. Yeah, probably not just a regular human being. <laughs> it's called a traitor by the Deadites. Yeah. Like, that's, that's something. So I anticipated that she made a deal with them. Right. I never anticipated that she was actually a dark I one, I know, though. yeah. That was never... That never entered my mind. No, didn't enter my mind at all. Totally threw me for a loop. Uh, I... I'm so interested to see where this goes because I feel like this makes her motivation, and I could be wrong, to be that 
you know, she is one of the dark ones, so she's actually one of the ones who's responsible for this book ever existing, so it's almost an atonement tale for her as much as it is, as it is well, for Ash. We assume that she has good intentions. We assume that, but she even says about Ash, who we now see is pretty much a direct foil for herself, right? Is no matter what his intentions are, everywhere he goes, bodies follow, death follows. That is true, so, yeah. and you can tell that that's her saying kind of the same thing about yeah. herself. And dealing with her own issues by projecting it all on Ash. Yeah. If it can all be his fault, it's all then his it won't fault. be mine. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about the, uh, like, random lesbian relationship that never happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that was the one thing that infuriated me. I'm like, you can't tease a hot lesbian relationship after like, she's Retroactively, dead. yeah. Like, well, we could have been together. What? what? I mean, I loved those scenes of them driving in the car, and we talked a little about this on the previous episode. I think perhaps it even insinuated that we would have been on board with that story. Yeah, I'm never going to get 100%. my kiss. Yeah. <laughs> but considering the amount of time that we saw them together versus how serious it seemed to be. I'm like, I, we I saw like, them on screen together for maybe 15 minutes. I know, and it was a I'm glorious like, 15 minutes. And I've <laughs> given friends rides home before, <laughs> and they have been the amount of time. <laughs> but, but did you, you guys are in love? But did you like really gently touch their face one time? Yeah. Um, no, but there was a dead hand on the dashboard. So there was oh, well, some there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, oh yeah, this is total deja vu when you're watching Ashes. Yeah, yeah totally. I've t- so been there. Oh, See, the closest, ladies. <laughs> the closest I've ever been <laughs> is like driving around with friends and just getting lost. So, <laughs> like that's you need to have well, your own dead too. hand. It's like it's ways without battery. It's yeah, just perfect. Exactly. But yeah, so they essentially, yeah, the equivalent of their screen time together is essentially just driving around kind of lost looking yeah. for a GPS signal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we and so yeah, to get this little tease, it's like, come on, guys, like that would have been awesome. I know, that would have been a great opportunity for flashback. Where yeah. we get like more of the Amanda Ruby tale. And or spin-offs. <laughs> and, and we've talked about this before, but this is why the 30-minute runtime is really kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Because again, I don't necessarily want things to get dragged out, but I want no. certain things to get fleshed out. A I was gonna bit say more. the thing is for me is I think I like the 30-minute runtime. I think the season needed more episodes. Yeah. yeah. That works. That works. I'm on board with that, too. Uh, because like, I, you need to compensate. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, because overall, I still really like the pacing of the episodes. I will say it makes me very optimistic for next season, though. Yes, absolutely. Because since they now know that they're going to have that full mm-hmm. season, and because this season was kind of a, a surprise hit yeah. in some ways, I think now I'm hopeful that they will mm-hmm. say, oh, yes, let's order more episodes for this next season (laughs) so that way we can fully dive into all of these things yeah yeah I hope yeah I'm still stuck on uh, Ruby as a dark one with major codependency issues (laughs) like like she has the line where it's like well Amanda was my friend too and it's exactly what we're saying like you guys were together for what like in in the real world time of this universe like a day a day (laughs) and maybe like maybe you guys bonded really quick when we weren't with you or maybe Ruby the dark one just gets really attached really really quickly Uh, like a book to your uh, face. And and I have a lot of questions about Ruby because mm-hmm. has she 
because we don't absolutely nothing about the Dark Ones except that they created the Necronomicon. Right. And that they weren't exactly humanity's best friend. No. And so I'm wondering if, and again, we have no idea what happened to the other Dark Ones or whether or not, so I'm wondering if maybe, like where they've been all this time, are they still amongst humanity? Are there more of them? Is she the only one left? Mm -hmm. Or did she come back to the human realm when Ash meddled with the book 30 years ago? And that's, <laughs> and that's what set her on this quest. She's like, I'm back. I have to make this right. Yeah, my my thing is, if that's the case, then I feel like there have to be other Dark Ones in the world because mm-hmm. it wasn't... It, my understanding, anyway, is that it wasn't written by just one person. Right. You know, it was written by the Dark Ones. Uh, yeah, well, in, the, in the little cartoony thing they did, we saw a bunch of people in yeah, the Yeah, exactly. The yeah. 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 There were several. Yeah. She's she totally his friends. There's a little book club together, and they wrote it. <laughs> Oh my God. That's why she's actually so angry. Yeah, they all just. I met a chick. Yeah. She died immediately, and, and it was, also it was, my book club. They just kicked me out. Yeah, <laughs> and that like, if you already have club. severe codependency issues, that your book club kicks you out. Of course, you're gonna glom onto the really cute girl who lets you into the the car and like the hand. And that's her car. I forgot <laughs> yeah, what happened. Yeah, it was Ruby's car. <laughs> she does have a nice same car. principle applies. Yeah. It is kind of funny when she met Amanda. She's like, "I'm your new best friend." It's like, do you just say that to like the first person you come across who happens to be fighting Deadeye? It's like you're my friend now. Because you're here. That's my strategy. So I feel like eventually someone will be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. it, and again, it brings up a lot of questions about her motivations, whether or not these this is like a selfish motivation. Maybe she's been after the book all this time yeah. because she wanted power. Yeah. Not because she want, wanted to set anything right. Because I don't know. I, I really honestly could see it going either way, and either way I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I'll give them credit for the, the switcheroo, because when we were making early speculations about Ruby, the go-to answer was that, oh, she's the professor's daughter. She's Annie's sister. Right. And for a while, that's what the so, series said. She claimed that's what she was. That's yeah. exactly it. And so that, that again, is one of the reasons why mm-hmm. this Dark One thing came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It was like, whoa, that's a real really good lie. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that again this is this is going back to like it could be either kind of motivation of her just attempting to, you know, obtain power, but I think that the fact that the deadites are referring to her as a traitor suggests that her intentions are probably on the good side. I, I think don't maybe. Know, I don't know because the second she said you have to hand me the book and then the ritual is complete, that like the second she said that, I yeah. was like, "Don't do it." Yeah, especially Don't. because we yeah. see Ash hesitate too, and it's like, "Dude, trust your gut, man." Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Anytime you're like, this "Remember, seem shoot right. first thing, never." Yeah, <laughs> thinking and bad things happen when he thinks. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't. Kelly even flat out says. You know, if something seems too good to be true, it, it probably, probably is. is. Yeah. And I learned this from you, so when she's going, hey, I can fix all your problems right now. Uh, uh, again, like, maybe maybe she has a plan, or again, maybe she because she betrayed the Deadites, she wanted the book 
for herself. Maybe. That yeah, could have been I, it, too. I don't know. As I say, I feel like it could go either way, and I will not be surprised. I just <laughs> feel, as much as I love, you know, Lucy Lawless, and as much as I loved Ruby up to this point, I don't think we can trust anyone who says they wrote the Necronomicon. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, she was bored on a Sunday. She had all these body parts yeah, and blood. Exactly. What else are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Where Make we leave off, it certainly doesn't seem like anything good is happening. No, no, no. It kind of looks like what we were talking about a couple weeks ago about, like, deadites inhabiting the world yeah. and not just possessing a few yeah. people at a time. Well, and it and it is interesting because I think that no matter what her motivation is, her thinking that... Because my impression at this point is that she thinks that whatever she's doing, she's somehow going to be able to control the book. And that's just naive. Which yeah. is funny from a person who wrote the book. Yeah. You would think. Speaking of the book, and I know we, we mm. kind of touched on it when we were talking about the um, the puppetry mm-hmm. aspect. The fact that the book can talk now. It's great. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious, but the book brought up a really good point. It brought up the, the classic hero kind of... Complex. Oh yes! It's like with like that. It's the joke. The argument the Joker always makes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like you are nothing without, without me. me. You define yourself by being my opposite. Yep. Stop being Superman and go back to being a stock boy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And exactly. what are you gonna do? You're gonna start a family. You're gonna be president. You're not gonna do anything. Yeah. yeah. This is your only. Without me, you're just a loser with a chainsaw hand. And yeah. he's not entirely wrong. He's not. No. Nope. I, I referred to the book as a he. Yeah. Well, it talks in a man voice. I don't know what it identifies voice. as. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want to make assumptions. Like a <laughs> <laughs> His name is Hank. Exactly. Yeah. His name is Larry. <laughs> Larry the book. Larry the evil fish book. <laughs> Um, with his dumb fish face. But, but yeah, it brings up a really good point because what has Ash done with his life for the last 30 years? He's been hanging yep. out in a trailer running for yep. his problems. And Ruby yep. even points that out too. Like, what have you done in the past 30 years? You put a chainsaw on your stump? This is yep. hard. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Which I did like their, their final, like their, their initial face to face was really, really great. Um, the, the fact that she was able to turn his shotgun on him and his chainsaw yeah. and like started revving it and That's Kelly good. had to interject. It was like, whoa, 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 calm down, calm down. So, okay, that basically wraps it up for this episode. Do you guys have any other comments before we move into predictions? I always thought it was Kandarian and she kept saying Kandarian. Kandarian. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I was wrong and you were really fancy. Well, no, well, in the musical, <laughs> yeah, they say all the men in my life keep getting killed by Kandarian, Kandarian demons. demons. Well, and at one point in the series, they refer to them not even as Kandarian demons, but Sumerian demons instead. Yeah. So I think it honestly just depends yeah. on the day. Yeah. It's regional dialect thing. Yeah, it's it's exactly. Fancy you are. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Ruby's very fancy, so they're calmed down. Which, again, given Uh, that she wrote the book, it makes complete and total sense now why she has that. Because that was another question, too, is where did she even get that? Oh, yeah. Probably just hanging out in her apartment or cave. I don't know where the dark ones dwell. Do they have a castle? Do they have a condo? I like to believe that she just keeps it in that secret compartment in her car always. Like, as a just in case. Like, if you have a secret car compartment, you might as well put a Kandarian 
dagger in there. Kandarian. Kandarian. I'm not fancy like You also Bruno. have to like stick your pinky out when you yes. hold your teacup. When you hold like, the dagger. You would have to hold it like this. It's a fancy Kandarian dagger. Well, <laughs> alright, let's go ahead and move into predictions then. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. I love the light show. It makes me so Great. happy. So, season finale is coming up in less than a week. That's, again, it blows my mind how quickly the season has gone by. Yeah. Um, and like, it's very bittersweet because I'm so excited for this next episode, but I'm so not excited to have to wait for season two. Um, because it looks like in this next episode, it looks like Pablo's having a lot of issues <laughs> with his Edward Nigma flesh mask. <laughs> I was thinking of um, because Ipkiss Stanley Ipkiss, but um, Uh he played the Riddler, so I was thinking of Jim Carrey. Wrong. Can can we start like a punk band and call it Edward Nigma Flesh Mask? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Please. I like that. Megan just shot it down. Absolutely not. You can, but I won't come to your shows. I'm really interested to see what Pablo becoming the face of the Necronomicon does. Yeah, get off that cute face. Like, I don't want... Yeah, no. Come on. Give me back my Pablo. I mean, again, this is the season finale. Bad stuff is going to go down. Mm -hmm. Dead-Eyed Amanda's still running around outside. It's true. We don't know if that's going to come down to a confrontation between her and Ruby or between her and Ash. Well, and let's get real. Heather's probably going to become a Dead-Eyed, too. Yeah. Cannon fodder over there. Still hanging out on the couch. Exactly. With a wood through her ankle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just like a certain... Girlfriend, yeah, the first yep. one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I was just thinking when they were making that whole tourniquet, I was like, just save the time, yeah, Leave just her. cut her head we off. Know <laughs> what's gonna happen? Just <laughs> she's honestly better off trying to limp back to town. Yep, yeah, <laughs> she is. She's just gonna hanging end up out like with that raccoon. We all know. Just come on, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, anybody who hops in, I mean, yeah, Ash leaves a trail of dead bodies. She's probably the next one. And yeah. we haven't had as much time in development with her as we have with all of our other characters. Yeah. She's cannon fodder. Or, okay, I just had a thought because of the, the, um, the Deadites referring to Ruby as being a traitor. I wonder if something else was supposed to happen, but Pablo had the medallion, and the medallion clearly seems to be what attracted the face of the book to the face of Pablo. What if Pablo's going to basically like take on the personality of the book to fight Ruby to be like, no, you don't destroy us? Maybe. That's possible. Because he definitely... I get behind that. Whatever, whatever was happening to him, he definitely seemed to be trying to fight it mm-hmm. in the promo. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's the case. Maybe... Um, and she said like we have to keep going with this no matter how bad it gets and when they cut off the face of the book it was like hey cut it out and then that was that was about it yeah so yeah although like a little bit of a heads up would have been great ruby (laughs) or a face up if you will hey sorry (laughs) you didn't even go with a face off joke Mm. face off yeah like i'm disappointed in you i'm disappointed in you i was distracted dave g we're not ignoring you guys in the chat your pablo namacan jokes or we like them. <laughs> They're fine. 
<laughs> I like them. <laughs> and the uh, the finale is uh, forty minutes, right? An additional ten, I believe. I think so. it. I believe it I is. Hope, or did yeah. I make that up no, on my own? No, because the, the pilot was a little bit longer. So right. yeah, I believe the finale is as well. So I like the idea that it'll have a little more time to breathe. And yeah. while while I agree, all signs point to Heather dying horribly. Maybe maybe she'll surprise us. Well, Wouldn't it be funny uh, if like she's the last one semi standing? Yeah. <laughs> Alistair Allen in the chat says, "Let Heather live." So <laughs> you're not alone. We'll see. Lex. We'll see, man. Maybe. maybe. But again, uh-uh. it'll be it'll be very interesting to see whether or not Ruby is trying to do the right thing if she if her intentions are entirely selfish or and like if we've been if we've been played for fools this yeah, entire season. I'm very curious. <laughs> yeah. It'll be very interesting and then whether or not uh there's a way to fix what's happened to Pablo. Yeah. I I hope so because I love his there sweet has cute to be. face and there he's has just to so be. And like uh something uh, the, yeah, I just keep thinking back to when we had him in the studio. You know, Pablo, from the very beginning, is a good person who's been through some stuff. Yeah. And, and like, he's a good person that doesn't deserve this. Mm-hmm. So that makes this really tough. I think he, I think that because Pablo is so fundamentally good, like, he can beat the Necronomicon. Like, he can beat the evil that's trying to take over If him. anyone could, it would be the innocent of the group. Yeah. The one that's most pure, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. I hope that that's not his face now. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> it's gonna, like, he's yeah. never gonna be able to put up a good, like, Facebook profile picture ah. again. Facebook. <laughs> no. He's a permanent Facebook oh, profile oh. picture. Oh. It is a social media site. I it was not the setup for a pun. <laughs> Everything you say is a setup for a pun. You also said that you wanted them to flesh things out more, and I let that one go. So you're welcome. I appreciate oh, it. Until just now, when I brought so, it back. Yikes. Any other any other thought? And here's a question: Are we going to wrap up everything, or are demons going to inhabit the entire world by the time uh, we get to the end of the next episode? Because <laughs> if it's a cliffhanger. I'm, uh, for one, I'm going to be really excited, yeah. but I'm also going to be really mad. I think it's going to be as wrapped up as the Evil Dead films are. You know <laughs> what I mean? Where it's like, where it's like, it's a complete story, but there's just but open-ended open-ended enough. Enough. yes, just open-ended enough that like there's obviously yeah, the, room for sequels. The ending <laughs> of the first one was what looks like a dead eye attacking Ash. Yep, uh, with that crazy steady cam effect. Yes, um, and the second one he gets sent back in time, and the original ending to Army of Darkness was him ending up in the future. Right, he overslept. Right, um, not I. I prefer the S smart ending. Yeah, I like the S smart ending more too. Fun. But yeah, it's it's a little bit more fun. But it would be in the spirit of Evil Dead if something along those three things happened. Absolutely. I totally agree. So yeah. Wouldn't it be amazing if they went back in time? I know. Yes. That's what I really want. want to happen so Please. bad. Like, That's what I really, portal, really want. Portal opens up, they all go flying, and they Shut wake up, up with money. like swords and axes and everything, and they hope they don't get sued. This That's is great. my boomstick. It's going to yeah. be great. Back in time that. and tiny <laughs> ashes. Oh, <laughs> I want so many things. It's yes. too much to ask. <laughs> well, folks, thank you so much for, for tuning in to watch today. Thank you to everybody on the live chat and the hashtag. You guys are just the best. Uh, Lex, where can people go if they want to find you? You're at all of the places, at the Lex Michael is where I am. Cool. Elena? The one place Twitter is where I am, at Elena Jordan. And then I'm also on Instagram, at that Elena Jordan girl. And it's spelled A-L-A-N-A. Just cause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm 
Emma Fife. You can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Emma Fife. It's my name. <laughs> and I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Mangwin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. Also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, and I write articles for the Movie Chick, Chick with Two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Thank you guys again, and yeah. I'm really, really looking forward to the next one. Yes, and we'll be, be back at our usual time on Sunday for the finale. Yes, yes. so we will see you guys happy on New Sunday Year. night. And yeah, happy Yay. New from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.